welcome to The Well Way. I'm Julie Keller Callahan. Today we're here with Deborah Zeke, who is widely recognized as the originator of the modern day spa experience. She co-founded Rancho La Puerta Fitness Resort and Spa in Tecate, Baja, California, Mexico in 1940 with Edmund Zeke, and was the sole founder of the Golden Door in Escondido, California in 1958. During her 79-year career, she was the head of a U.S. federal agency, a diplomat, a congressional primary candidate, a renowned philanthropist, and the founder of several nonprofit organizations. She is widely respected in the industry and considered the godmother of the wellness world. She's an icon to many, and I am so honored to have her here today. Welcome, everyone. This is Julie with American Spa. I am here with an icon in the wellness industry, Deborah Zeke. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Very welcome. Thank you. So, you know, I, I spoke a little bit about your history, and, and I think it feels like everyone in the industry knows about Rancho La Puerta, but can you tell us a little bit about how did Rancho La Puerta get its start? We were hungry. <laughs> When you feed guests, you feed yourself. Sometimes you even feed yourself first. Anyhow, um, there was a war. This is 1940. And my husband was Hungarian, which meant he was an enemy alien. And so we had to leave the United States, where he was teaching. And out of thin air, we received a note, a notice was issued that if he is farmed in our country, June 1st, he will be returned to his country of origin. This went to all, to thousands. Mm -hmm. The ones who received who had money went to Canada. The ones who received it and didn't have money went to Mexico. We were the ones who went to Mexico. Okay. And totally, I mean, it was out of, we were supposed to be in England where he had a job awaiting. He was uh, chairman of an institute and everything was smooth sailing. You know, we've just gotten married and thing, and suddenly we got to Mexico. So we rented, and I thought the rent was $50 a month, you know, hindsight, $50 a month. But I found a piece of paper, it was $50 for the year. $50 a year. We rented a little adobe house. Mm-hmm in the middle of a vineyard, just catch our breath, I mean, and sleep. Mm -hmm. And my dad sent us $30 a month, which was all he could afford. In those days, $30 was like, and so I would go to the wholesale market. Well, I I wanted to be near the border. Mm -hmm. Um, My family lived, had moved to San Diego, Mm -hmm. and... uh, one because you know newlyweds you like me being near mom and dad and all that stuff. Anyhow, dad sent us thirty dollars a month, and we could buy a sack of potatoes and a sack of onions and you know and all those key ingredients you know like cornmeal and oatmeal and thing. And uh, we started with a few guests in a guest house. And it was intended to be really just a summer program. Uh, My husband would lecture, and I taught exercise classes. And all we had to do was think of the present. And actually, a great gift happened, because since then, I always stay in the present. 
I'm doing way back there, or where's there, you know. So it's, it was a very good habit for, new habit formed. It, the plan was to have eight guests, and only during the summer. And the eight became 20 very f within the year. Uh, in the beginning, it was 1750 a week, bring your own tent. <laughs> we provided food and lectures and exercise classes and climbing the mountain. We had no equipment, no swimming pool, nothing. But we had a wonderful mountain because we had Picticati, which is near San Diego, and just in, in Mexico. Lots of good things happened. You know, good people are very lucky. You attract good you things. You attract good people. Yeah. So the tents that we the guests had to bring, the second year we were there, I bought airplane wing covers and we built frames for tents. In the third year we were there, we were very, very fortunate. We were able to get war surplus boxes that were used for shipping airplane engines. And when I saw these war surplus boxes, I saw a doorway and I saw two windows. And so for the first many years, the ranch, our guests stayed in the airplane boxes. Then little by little by little, slowly, today it's a glorious most beautiful resort it, ever. It really is the most beautiful resort ever. I've been yeah. there a few times, and it, there's there's just there's nothing like it. Exactly. So but it started it from box started from, But you know the best things start small, right? Exactly. So, and you know what do you think it is that um, attracts people to the ranch? Because I, I for myself it's it's magical and, and it's unforgettable. What do you think it is that keeps people coming back? Because your return rate is like nothing in the industry. Yeah, exactly. Incident, we only, I lecture every two, week at the ranch. And uh, I work with the young man called Barry, and he always asks, uh, how many are here for the first time? On our lecture last Monday, five people out of 140 raised their hand we were there for the first time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, we created the magic lure. No, but it is... There's an atmosphere. Everyone is so positive. Everyone wakes up feeling better and better. And it's, and it's an energy, a positive energy from the mountain, from the creeks. Yeah, I mean, the whole area. It's very hard to be negative when you're at the ranch. And so people are converted, and they like that feeling of positive. They go home and create that feeling, bring that feeling with them, and expand that feeling. Mm -hmm. There's just, it's just the great good fortune. Nothing we created, it's that things that happen when good people do good things. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that I think is so interesting about the ranch is the employees that are there, many of them who are there for generations. So, you know, what is it that makes your employees so loyal and want to stay and become like family? You cannot have happy, happy, happy guests without happy, happy, happy staff. Mm -hmm. And they have their own exercise program. They have their own dietitian. They have their own family therapist. We have everything we have for the guests, we have for the staff. Mm -hmm. They have a parallel program. 
And then we teach all, every summer, we have summer programs for their children. Not only do we teach them swimming, but we teach them about exercise and hiking and protecting Mother Nature. Mm -hmm. So all the young people, of staff and children, go through a program somewhat similar to the adults. That's great. And, you know, one thing that we keep hearing in our industry is that we have a staffing shortage and we have a problem with getting people to come to our industry and stay in our industry. You know, what lessons can you give or insight can you give that we should be doing better to... Involve the family. Mm -hmm. Involve the children. Involve the wives and their mothers and fathers. I mean... Expand your, your source of willing people who want to work. We don't have much turnover, but one thing, uh, years ago, a group of businessmen who'd been coming to the Golden Door for years wrote me and said, why do you think you people come and stay forever? And I said, it's very simple. I've developed something, a theory, which I call five-year eyes. When I interview someone, or my staff does, they've been trained to do the same thing, we look at them and say, will they like me in five years? Will I like them in five years? It's amazing how good you can guess if you sit back and look. Will they be a team player? You, it's almost foolproof to spend the time. Skills can be taught. Training, yes. But people, only their moms can do that job. Sure. And we pick the ones whose moms did a good job. Mm-hmm. Well, and obviously you have very good intuition about people, which I think is important. Yeah, but, it, but it's just people have an, almost an aura. Mm-hmm. You have a good one. Thank you. <laughs> That's so nice of you. This episode is brought to you by the International Aesthetics, Cosmetics, and Spa Conferences. Produced by Questex, the International Aesthetics, Cosmetics, and Spa Conferences are for professionals only and reach a wide cross-section of participants from spa and wellness product manufacturers and distributors to spa owners, directors, and managers, estheticians, massage therapists, cosmetologists, medical estheticians, and dermatologists. With dynamic trade show floors, in-depth conference programs, and a partnership with American Spa, IECSC New York, Chicago, Las Vegas, and Florida provide the perfect meeting grounds for the world's most elite and qualified spa professionals looking to meet with the top skin, cosmetic, and wellness companies. The first event of 2020 takes place March 8th through the 10th at the Javits Center in New York City. For more information, visit IECSC.com. So we're here, and I think this is the 25th iSpa event that's happened, and you have obviously been here since the 29th. It's the 29th, okay. So I think that's what they said. Okay, so the 29th. Something. So even, 20, even No, or 27, whatever it is. It's what, in the 20s. So what would you say has changed and what has remained the same with iSpa and with the experience here since it started, since you have been involved since the beginning? I'm very happy that the audience is younger. Mm-hmm. There's a real sea change. Uh, there are a lot, and uh, a lot of people in their twenties and thirties and forties, which makes me very optimistic. So I appreciate that very much because at one time we were speaking mainly to gray hairs, and there's some gray hairs, but they're the minority. Mm-hmm. 
So you're seeing a positive future for yes. our industry. Yeah. Well, that's great. And, you know, we, we talked a little Because it makes such common sense. Of course. Of course. For it to... Everything in life goes better when you're healthy. Whatever it is you face, whatever you have to handle, whatever challenge. And then if you're really, really healthy, you'll go out and look for challenge. Mm -hmm. Because that's the fun. Absolutely. So we have some healthy people looking for challenges. And, you know, we talked about staffing being a little bit of an issue with our industry right now. What are some other challenges that you think our industry is facing? That the other thing, uh, you have to present a path to the future. Mm -hmm. You know, when you put somebody on a ladder and they like that feeling, they will want to go up that ladder. You have to, with your staff, make sure that they are encouraged and then they will stay. Mm -hmm. That's a very good point. I think people get frustrated when they don't see a future, and that's how that's yeah. how you lose good people. Then they go someplace else mm -hmm. where they might get a future. Why stay if you're young? If you're 80, it's different. But if you're, you know, in your 20s, 30s, 40s, you want to be on a ladder to the future, mm -hmm. and you encourage that, and so they need to feel that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that's a really important part of it. Yeah. And, you know, beyond staffing and, and that challenge, do you see any other challenges that our community is facing that you think we could do a better job of addressing? Well, I think we're very lucky. We have one, an aging population. So our field of activity is, and needs is ever greater. I would have a lot more programs for, for the aged because mm -hmm. the aging is what's growing most. Absolutely. You know, our population in the United States is aging very rapidly. So if you start developing programs for the 60s, go on to the 70s and 80s, get involved all ages. Also, uh, the older people have Medicare, et cetera, they're more likely to afford it, and they certainly have the time. Mm -hmm. So one should be having exercise classes and fitness and skin care and all those things Start thinking of that next generation because they're going to now live into the mid-80s, the average age. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't mean that everything stops for them at 60. And quite often they have money and can spend on those things. I was speaking to a few people and it really is the desire is to age well, to, yes. to die healthy. And you know, yeah. so that is that seems like a great opportunity for our industry to absolutely exactly. address. So that sounds great. Now, for um, I have a question. For those who aspire to be in the wellness industry, what do you have for some suggestions for them to, to get into it and make the most of that experience? For the next I would have them work. If it's a spa, take any kind of menial job and spend a year learning, and you will note what's wrong, what can be made better. And really, I mean, it's, it's learning by doing. You know, people used to have to go to study to and find your mentor, find a place there where you think, that's where I'd like to be, and that's where you should start. Mm -hmm. And you can start at any level, and if you want to, you, there's a ladder there. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, then you find another. Mm -hmm. But it's a learning. You don't have to begin, reinvent the wheel, begin from scratch. Absolutely. And, you know, I know that you have been a mentor to 
thousands of people in the industry. Is there anyone in our industry or even beyond our industry? Because I know you've had a really storied career, you know, not just in this spa and wellness space. Do you have some mentors that have really made an impact on your life and, and who are they and why? Uh, that's the question that asked. And, the, and then I tied up into who I admire, they asked that. And then I had a dear friend, Aldous Huxley, who I knew very well. And in the later years, he lived at the ranch most of the time. He never stopped working. He would wake up in the morning, he'd have his coffee, and he'd work all morning. He'd go to have lunch, take a nap, and go out on the town, do things, sort people, but he always had those four hours in which he worked. And so if you understand that the morning energy is more important, you make your difficult test, you get most of it. Try to get pleasure, too, into your life. Balance. For each hour you work, you're going to have things. It's not just drive all the time. Car mm -hmm. gets weary, the person gets weary. You need to have time to sort of imagine different things, try different things, do different things. And then to add to that whole mix, you need friends. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I think denotes the happy person is the number of friends. And it's not just friends. I just I once had to describe the kind of true friendship I talk about. And I said, it's the kind of friend, if you call them in the middle of the night and say, I need help, they'll come running. And if they call you in the middle of the night and say, I need help, you'll go running. It's that kind of real, you know, Real friendship. connection and real friendship. Yeah, yeah. And I think you're right. I think in, in this day and age, it seems like everyone is going, 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 and not taking a break. And friendships are pretty superficial for a lot of people. Yeah. So I think, in your, in your opinion, that is the secret to longevity and the secret to happiness. Yes. Absolutely. Sounds great. Now, I know that you probably spent a little time on the show floor, and you obviously are very aware of what's going on in the industry. Is there anything going on, any innovations or trends or things that you're seeing that are inspiring or interesting to you right now in our space? Well, I bought yesterday a, a rowing machine. That you did. was different. For, but it's just two cords. It's a simple machine. It's not complicated. No, as long as they're people, they're going to have good ideas. And uh, I, I'm really enthused. I can't wait to get it home. Because I would step by and arrange for the shipping this morning. Okay. First thing. So, I mean, so this is, you're, you're 97, correct? Yes. So you're 97. Can you tell me a little bit about your wellness practices? Because you are still an incredibly active woman and very involved in your businesses. Can you tell me a little Nine bit? Nine o'clock every day, five days a week, I have a Pilates teacher come to my house. And we've adapted for older people, some people who don't walk as well and this and that, but it's every day, mm -hmm. 9 to 10. Everybody knows not to call me. You know, I don't answer the phone. Nobody answers. We just I do it five days a week. And every day, five days a week, I walk for an hour a day. You have to do what the body requires if you want it to keep on requiring. Mm -hmm. 
So movement is essential in the fresh air and sunlight. Um, it's nice to do it on treadmill, but it's better to do it in the park. Mm -hmm. And how about your eating habits? Because I know at the ranch, you know. Well, I don't make. It's a, it's not just a habit; it's a way of life. Right. Foods for life. Is this life giving? And that means fresh, fresh, fresh. It's more life giving if it's freshly plucked from a tree or picked from the ground. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the terrible things of the system is things are weeks and months old. And along the way, vitamins that have not even been invented by name, elements are lost. So I'm really one person who insists on freshness. Mm -hmm. For not just the taste, forget that, it's for the values that are lost when it becomes old. The aging process mm -hmm. in plants is the same as the aging process in us. And particularly if you pick it from its source of life, it ages very fast. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a great fan of farmers markets. And every Sunday I meet half a dozen friends or more because I go to the farmer's market near my house. And um, it's that important. Uh, for me, I feel that's very important. And it's perhaps that extra spurt of energy that makes life so much fun. Mm -hmm. And you very much impact or influence the food at the ranch because yeah. the ranch there's... Well, it's freshly picked. It's freshly picked at the ranch. It's, it's actually picked that very morning that you're going to eat it. But mm -hmm. I can't say that everyone should... Of course, everyone knows they should have a garden. But, but they do go shopping and go to the farmer's market. And you can have two or three farmer's markets in some towns. This one's on Sunday and this one's on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And I go to the one on Sunday. And before you go to the market, go to your refrigerator and give away everything that is perishable because you're going to buy fresh. Because so many people say, well, first I have to use my old lettuce so the new lettuce is getting older by the time you use it. <laughs> So I really feel empty your refrigerator. That's a smart idea because yeah. how much so trash it makes also waste? then you buy less. Mm -hmm. So actually, I take my calendar and I write down how many meals I'm having, mm -hmm. and I shop with that number of meals because you eat out so often. Mm -hmm. And for some people, you know, you just a little more focus on the quality of life mm -hmm. that is in food. And the other thing that I know you do is once a week you speak at the ranch. What topics do you speak on and why is that important to you still? Well, it's Q&A. And the uh, guests can ask any kinds of questions. The nice thing is if I don't know an answer, I'll make one up. <laughs> we have a wonderful time. <laughs> so, so there's people leaving the ranch with possible misinformation. But... <laughs> No, that's wonderful, and so and and I know that we that's enjoy important. it. And that's it's an fun. Part of the guests, I know yeah. that the guests. We have fun. Mm -hmm. If they don't laugh a lot, I failed. <laughs> now, how about you? Um, what's the best piece of personal advice you've ever received from someone? Because I know you give a lot of wonderful advice to people. I'd love to hear some some advice that really resonated with you in your life. The various conferences and things. I call myself a Jewish Zen Buddhist. 
And I go to lectures and I read a lot of Zen mm-hmm. Buddhist literature. One, I guess, is living in the moment. But another one came from my husband, who's been gone a long time. He said Confucius wrote, and I, whether Confucius wrote or not, I quote it with pleasure, but he, he said, the past is all evil, the present is but a moment, the future is all. By this it means, when you're dwelling and thinking the past, it's past, it's done. The present builds the future. What you do today leads straight to tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And what that tomorrow is going to be like is what you do today in the present. So it's living in the present as a precursor to the inevitable future. And if you're living well and doing the right things and doing your exercise and right food and right thinking, much better future is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Now, what's next for you? I know that you like to travel, and I know you like to do the... How about, what's, what are you doing next, and what are you excited about okay. next? Well, we've just decided that we're going to Japan in May. I love Japan. And my birthday next year, so for... My 78th birthday, we will spend three weeks traveling in Japan, Mm -hmm. which I haven't done in a number of years. Last year, I spent a couple of weeks in Crete and Greece. It was wonderful. I mean, I liked, I guess it's, it's traveling, experiencing, seeing new things is. And you have friends all around. And a joie de vivre. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it adds to the joy of life. And how about what's next at the ranch? I know that your daughter is very involved yes. there. I know she's Roberto the president. She's the president, and she's the future of the ranch, which is well assured. And the ranch gets more and more beautiful, but it does not get larger. And we're not going to allow it to get larger. So my daughter's working on several ways of helping other spas mm-hmm. do better. Okay. And learn from us. She's paying it forward and making the industry better for all of us. Yeah. Well, thank you. It is so lovely of you to spend some time with me today. And you've you've just been an inspiration to so many people. So I'm honored that you're here. And and I'm looking forward to celebrating your birthday in the ranch's 80th anniversary next year. And I recommend that everyone, whatever they do, have more fun in life. Absolutely. Thank (laughs) you so much, Deborah. Okay.